In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues today, with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Ladies, Motherhood Talk Radio is here to give you a powerful platform by giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio has interviews with best-selling authors, gurus of happiness, and women of interest who every single day make our world a better place for our families. Motherhood Talk Radio, powered by Motherhood Incorporated, is on the air now. Moms, this really is your show. Motherhood Talk Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. My name is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with my co-host, Christy Holly. Hey, Christy, how are you doing this week? I'm okay. Well, we have a show about happiness today, for those of you who have just turned in. And, Christy, i got to tell you, you really don't sound very happy. What happened this week? Well, I've had a really good friend of mine pass away um, on Sunday, so it's been really, really a hard week and a really, really sad time for me. Oh, well, tell me what happened amidst all this um, chaos that was going in your life. As we're preparing for this happiness show, what did you lose? Well, I lost my keys. I blamed my little son, my two-year-old. How many kids do you have? I have three kids, two, four, and six, and I totally thought my two-year-old took them, and I've been looking for them for eight hours today, eight long hours. And and those are your only set of keys? My only, yes. (laughs) I lost my other set of keys a few years ago, so yes, we're down to one. And and uh, who who found those keys? <laughs> uh, my husband found those keys on my front bumper, of all places. <laughs> so pretty much anyone could have stolen your car at any time because the keys were right there for anyone to take. Absolutely. And did that make you happy? You know, it did make me happy <laughs> because <laughs> because then I wasn't trapped at my house anymore. So yes. Uh, I'm happy. So you're happy. Well, it's funny as moms, you know, we get we get varying levels of happiness from different things. You know, happiness from, you know, somebody like, you know, does their thing in the toilet versus, you know, on the carpet is always a good start. And, um, you know, the benchmarks that we have for our kids really make a difference in our mom's days. And as a working mom, you know, I was always happy if I could get home on the freeway uh, with my kids because I did commute um, with a one-year-old and a three-year-old for uh, two hours each way on the freeway. So we actually became the Screaming Baby Express at times. (laughs) But they were really good because I got to be in the carpool lane. So I guess happiness, um, it's funny to talk about happiness this week, so we're going to take a moment for everybody to honor your friend who passed away. What was her name? Her name is Lori Daniel. Okay, so Lori Daniel, this show goes out to you and for all the happiness that you brought Christy and her family and her new grandbaby that's on the way. So we're going to put this in the airwaves so that we hope it goes up to heaven where you are, where we know you are. And let's talk about our guest today, Christy. We're going to talk more about happiness. Kind of a downer beginning. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) 
But um, so we have today just the most outstanding woman. Uh, she is amazing. Her name is Lisa Kamen. She is a documentary film producer. She's an author working on a book about happiness. She's a mother of two, and these are just some of her many attributes, and she's certainly not just a pretty face. Um, and uh, we're just so happy to have her today for her to take time out of her really hectic schedule. She splits time uh, between Los Angeles and many places around the country and sometimes around the world. And uh, we're just so happy to have her today. Christy, you know her too. I do know Lisa, and I love her. She's so great. <laughs> she is so much fun. She's an inspiration for all of us moms everywhere. Um, and uh, do we have Lisa on the line? I'm here. Lisa, Hi, welcome Hi, to Motherhood Talk Radio. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you very much. We're so excited to be on the air. We're so excited to have you today. Me too. Yay. Me too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always happy to talk about happiness, and I'm always impressed at the way we as women and moms reframe uh, our issues to make lemonade out of lemons. And, and that's what I heard you both doing as you were bantering back and forth about the keys and the kids doing their business where we want them to do them and, and the commute, et cetera, et cetera. So it's wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you. You've been an inspiration to both of us, and we've been, you know, honored to know you, you know, as we watch your rise to fame as the, you know, to me, you're the guru of happiness. <laughs> you are very kind. <laughs> so how do I top that? Well, and that is one of the keys to happiness is kindness. So there you go. So, Lisa, you know, because I know you and Christy knows you and, you know, we're such big fans of yours, can you tell our listeners, I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you become a guru of happiness? I mean, what, what led you to this path? Because it's so very important. It's so very necessary. And um, I think you say it better than anybody. Well, the, the path to happiness or uh, becoming the harbinger of happiness is what I, I, I like to think of myself as now came at midlife. I went back to school in my uh, early 40s to become a psychologist with the intention of having a very normal private practice where I would sit with people hour after hour, day after day, and work with them to either overcome their problems or find solutions to their problems. And I realized in the process of this um, graduate education that there was another way perhaps of looking at problem solving. And that came through the uh, idea that happiness is an inside job. And how I came to get involved in the happiness business is uh, in my first year of my master's program, I went cycling in northern India, in Rajasthan, near the Pakistan border. And it's um, very poor, very hot, um, and can be very uncomfortable. And what I noticed in the people as I rode through the countryside is that in spite of having nothing, and I mean, when I say nothing, not even a roof over their head, in some cases it was a tarp, uh, and uh, cow dung was used as a fuel source for cooking, I realized that these people possessed extreme joy, and the lights were on in their eyes. And I thought to myself, as a Westerner and a guest in their country, how can this be? How can this be that we seemingly as Westerners have everything, um, every creature comfort, uh, abundant wealth, and yet there's something missing for many of us in our lives. And in contrast, how this country can be so poor, and yet its people be so rich with emotion and positive emotion. So I thought to myself as I was cycling, that is the thesis. That is the project that I will 
create in order to graduate from this program. And concurrently with this thesis project, I actually needed a uh, what they called a nurturing project, which was to take one family member or friend that I wanted to nurture or better the relationship with that person. And that person uh, was my daughter and still is my daughter. So I decided to create a place for Kayla, who is now 12 years old. She started with me when she was nine on the project to be the director of photography. So we gave her a video camera, and she went on the road with me to capture people's impressions or heart prints of happiness all over the world. And that is how I came to be in the happiness business in in, in a nutshell. And it has been a life-altering, simply transformational experience. Now, what's amazing here is here you are. You know, you're in graduate school. You know, you're making this documentary, and you're bringing your daughter along, and you were able to get some really well-known figures um, in your documentary, and, um, you know, can you name some of the actresses that were in there and some of the people, like, of interest and note? Because I really want our, um, I want our listeners to understand that here you are, you know, mother of two, mid-40s, going to school, and, you know, the people that you got involved in your program are just amazing. Yes, I'd be, I'd be happy to share some of some of the people who are in the program, but, you know, I think what happened is when I started this work three-plus years ago, um, happiness really be- came into focus. It came into focus in the media. It was just at the beginning of the recession, and I think that the world or we as Western society was ready to embrace some kind of change in perspective, and I think that that's why people became so enchanted by the project. And the fact that, you know, I was working with, with, with my daughter, I think that that had some appeal. But we were able to have people um, participate, such as Cameron Mannheim, Marla Maples, uh, Mayor Willie Brown, Sheriff Lee Baca, those being two local California um, well-known people. But we also had all of the premier positive psychologists and thinkers in the world that we approached pretty much agreed to come on board and participate in the project because the perspective was so different than a normal documentary, that we weren't just about talking heads. We were really trying to show a journey and an evolution of not just myself as a mom, as a, as a homemaker, as a professional, but of a child who had grown up with everything, literally everything, that uh, abundance was uh, at the ready and yet the lesson was really to teach where true happiness abides, that it certainly isn't in the material things, it isn't in the stuff, that it comes from another place that we all have the ability to cultivate. Well, and what's amazing is that your, you know, your um, idea, you know, is embraced by, you know, these, you know, you had a neuroscientist on there, you've got, you know, you've got a couple, um, you've got authors of Artificial Happiness and Thanks. You have, you know, Richard Simmons on there for crying out loud. I mean, you got some really amazing people involved in your project. And um, when we come back from break, uh, which will be in just a minute or two, I want to talk to you about, you know, how do you do this? How do you go from being a mother and a student you know, to creating uh, such an amazing, you know, documentary um, just out of your head. All right. It would be my pleasure to share. (laughs) Okay. We're here today. We've got to go to a station break. We are here with Lisa Kamen. She's the documentary film producer. 
She's an author working on a book about happiness. She's a mother of two, and she is not just a pretty face. And we're so happy, Lisa, to have you here today. What do you think, Christy? Should we keep her? Let's keep her. I think we should bring her back. <laughs> happy I think we should bring you back for the next segment. What do you think, Lisa? You ready to go? I'm, I'm ready to go. That's great. That's great. Um, Are we on break We're not on break yet, but I'd like to give our callers the number to call in with your questions. The number is 903-881-5716. If you want to call in with your questions or comments, 903-881-5716. show motherhood talk radio giving you interesting inspiring and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation this is motherhood talk radio and we'll be right back after these girlfriended is on Tugginet. thursdays at 10 a.m eastern 11 a.m central with your hosts patty wyatt and lisa jernigan this show is your chance to share learn laugh and connect with other women the girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out Girlfriended.com and then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. What's your story? Are you living it? Well, you could be. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Her passion is helping others discover, create, and live their personal brands. Yep, you heard me. You have a brand. No different than Coke, Pepsi, or Nike. You are a walking, talking, living, breathing brand. You're not a logo. You're not a tagline. The choices you make become the path you take. This is your brand. Now, live your story. Your brand is not just what you say it is. It's also what others say it is. So what are you communicating? And how can you create an authentic brand? We'll take on these challenges with What's Your Story. Every week, Hillary will feature teens, moms, and organizations that are learning and living their story. Now, her passion is to help others discover, create, and live their personal brands. To find out more, go to inspiredbyfamily.com. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, mothers. We're here with Lisa Kamen. She is documentary film producer. She's the um, working on a book about happiness, the mother of two, and she's one of our not just a pretty faces here on the air today. So, Christy, what do you think so far? So far, I think this is awesome. 
Way to go. All right. So when we left Lisa in our last segment, we talked about how, you know, as a mother of two going to school, uh, she put together this amazing documentary film that's really, I think, launched her career. And um, Lisa, when I ask you how, you how you do it, one of the things you've always said to me is that happiness is an inside job. And I think that's so powerful for our women listeners. So can you tell me what you mean when you tell me or Christy, you know, that happiness is an inside job? Yes. Um, happiness exists in each and every one of us. That's not to say that there aren't bad days, that there are not traumas that exist in life or adversity or bad circumstances. That, you know, life can be tough. There are moments in time where, where life is not always happy or good. But at the same time, the notion of happiness, the choice of happiness is always present. It's always there. It's merely the matter of choice. So one of the things that I teach in the film and also in the Harvesting Happiness workshops and in the private coaching is that happiness really comes down to choice. It's about what color glasses am I choosing to wear through which to see the world. And are they rosy, are they positive, or are they dark and negative? And that regardless of external circumstance, we can cultivate ways using certain tools to make more positive, um, life-affirming, joyful choices, even in the face of adversity. So, like, for example, what you were talking about when we were first, you know, Christy and I were talking about, you know, Christy's Tough Week, um, you knew that you had mentioned, like, you know, this is some of the stuff that you talk about. How would you relate, you know, the stories about, you know, Christy losing her friend and then losing her keys? Like, how would you relate that to your thing that happiness is, is a choice or is an inside job? Well, you know, uh, uh, let's firstly, firstly talk about the loss because the loss of a loved one, someone who's very dear to us, is it's painful, it's sad, it is um, one of sort of, the, the markers of life and the passage of time, that, that, that through death we have an appreciation of life. So I think that is one of the greatest lessons that we can learn when someone, when someone dies. It's not to minimize the pain of the process or the mourning, but that there is a celebration of life that can also go on with the loss. And it sounds like this woman had such a dear place in your heart, Christy, and in many people's hearts, that she will live on. And our relationship with those who have left never end. Their physical presence in our life ends, but the emotion and the love and the reverence that we have for them and for our connection to them and with them never fades. That is, that's ever-present. That's part of the um, inherent goodness in the relationship. So I like to work with people who are in grieving situations about reframing. It's not to minimize the grief or the loss, but it's to say in this painful process there are also so many good things that came out of the relationship with this person. And sometimes even in in the death process, you know, if someone has gone through a long illness, oftentimes some of the most stunning connections and reconciliations come through that process. But that process, I think, requires you to have focus. I mean, you know, when we lose our keys or we're running around, you know, it's really hard for us to kind of rein in all those emotions because one of the things I've learned from you is that creating happiness does require a little focus. And there's something that you said to me once that was really powerful to me. You said to me that I may not always be happy, 
yet I strive with every step I take and every move I make to approach life with positive intention, um, sorry, positive intention, grace, and an abundance of humor. So and that true. to me is just so powerful. Thanks. And it is, it is a goal. It is a, it's a personal goal. It's my personal mission. And I, I don't um, come on the show or present myself in any way as being Pollyanna about happiness because it's not, it, it is a very serious subject matter. And it's not for the pursuit of fleeting happiness. It's the, for the pursuit of lasting happiness or well-being or flourishing as an individual. individual. That's the goal that I enjoy most helping people access. Is that it's for it's for the long term, not for the not for the short adrenaline hit, like when you have a piece of candy or you get the shiny new object that you've seen in the window, the pair of shoes or the handbag. This is for the long haul. These are the tools of life mastery that make us uh, really appreciate life and see it for the preciousness that 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 it is. So, in the creation of our own personal happiness, there is an acknowledgement that life is tough. Absolutely, yes, very much so. That, and, and then it comes down to the choices that we make as we are going through the tough stuff. You know, am I going to show up in this experience, the, these adverse circumstances or these difficulties, negatively feeling victimized, or am I going to show up mindfully and aware that what I'm going through is unpleasant and there will be an ending to it, and how am I going to be with myself as I go through the experience? And that's where the choice comes in. Well, and I love how you put it, the choice to show up. You know, I look at, I look at the work, you know, we've done together over the years, Lisa, and, you know, you've been hit with some very difficult things, both personally and professionally over the past couple of years, I think as most, you know, people growing in their industry are. And, but the one thing is, is you always show up. And, you know, today when I, when Christy came over to go, um, you know, to do the radio show with me, one of the things that, you know, I looked at her and I thought, boy, you know, she had a really rough day yesterday. She's lost her friend. You know, she's got three kids, you know, two, four, and six. And um, you're also the, the wife of a fireman who's gone a lot. Is yes. that correct? Yes, it is. 24 hours at a time. And sometimes days at a time. Yes. And, you know, I look at her and I look at you, Lisa, and one of the things that makes you both really powerful women in my life is that you do show up. Despite your circumstances, you show up, and you don't just show up, but you show up with bells on, and and that to me is a choice. I mean, Christy, when you came today, I know you were a little bit nervous yes. to be on the radio. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> I still am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you do most days? Let's listen, to Christy. Tell me what your days are filled with. My days are filled with taking care of my kids, getting them to school on time, cleaning up the house. Taking care of the kids, recleaning up the house, mm-hmm. making dinner, you know. And there's no, like, refrigerator fairy that comes and fills <laughs> the fridge. Or... No, there's not. Where can I get one? <clears throat> so pretty much I took or I, I invited you to come on the show to to be in front of listeners, to make that choice when for the last how many years have you been working at home out of the house? Six and a half years. Yeah, so I would say that, you know, you not only showed up today in dire situations, but you showed up and you really shined because this is not an easy thing to do. Thank you. Yeah, we love Christy. We love her for coming out of that home cave. We do. It's it's courageous, actually. Thank you, Lisa. What did you say, Lisa? I'm sorry? I'm sorry, what did you say? 
Oh, I said it's, it's courageous because we, we get in our comfort zones, especially as moms to young children. Um, the, you know, the comfort zone of being identified just as, as mommy is huge, and there's a great reward being a mom, huge reward, and watching our children grow and thrive and become their own people. Uh, but it also can be a safe place to hide out, and oftentimes stepping out there and creating something for ourselves as a role model for our children is the very best example we can give them, A, and secondly, the most self-honoring thing we can do for ourselves. Well, and when you started this documentary, your Kayla was nine. Kayla was nine and Ari was seven, and I had gone back to school when he was in kindergarten. So I, had, wow. I, I was home with both children until they, they, they were off into elementary school, and I was not unhappy you know, in my role as a, as a stay-at-home wife and mom, but I wanted something more. I wanted something that I could create that would be a really positive example for my children about living a good life and giving back and giving to others because we were so blessed with our circumstances. Well, and that's courageous, too, of you because I know, you know, in my work where I, you know, I have 150 moms or so that work for my company on a regular basis, and one of the hardest things that they have, and it's it's always amazing to me that these these super intelligent, talented, powerful, dynamic women, you know, come to me after, you know, being a stay-at-home mom, you know, for a few years or, you know, sometimes, you know, even, you know, a decade and they come to me, and they're so nervous even just to type a letter for a client. And um, it's amazing how our sense of self changes when we try something new and, you know, we stretch a little bit. That's very true. That is very true. And I, 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 and I know for myself the, the, the work that I've embarked upon over the last few years was a stretch because who was I? You know, I, I didn't have a Ph.D. after my name. I was... A mom, I was educated when I was young, but I hadn't been back to school in 20 years. And who was I to, to decide I was going to be the ambassador of happiness? And I learned. I learned by through education, and I learned by just sort of rolling up my sleeves and going out in the world and trying to figure out what this happiness thing was all about on a, on a, um, a, on a lasting level, again, going back to the model of it being fleeting, you know, as, as receiving the shiny new object that makes us uh, momentarily happy, happy or seeking sort of a, a, a lasting state of joy or well-being. And, you know, I was opting for the latter, to explore it, explain it, share it, and um, give that, if you will, as a gift to my kids. Well, and a gift to yourself and a gift, and a gift I think, to women like me and Christy who really admire you for what you're doing. And, you know, I think it's like everybody wins in that situation. I think so. I mean, my, the sense that I have is that the more I work uh, with happiness and the more I understand it and the more I'm able to share the cutting-edge science and the cutting-edge technology and the cutting-edge philosophies of happiness and well-being in an everyday language that's accessible to everybody, then I feel that I'm, I'm doing my share. I'm, I'm making myself happy. I'm contributing to the well-being of others. And that's where we talk about happiness as a virus or a contagion, that we, we spread it. When we show up joyfully in our lives and we show up joyfully in the presence of others, people can't help Okay. But- hey, Lisa, we're going to go to break right okay. now. Hate to cut you off, but no we're going to take a break and we'll be back in a minute. Okay. 
show motherhood talk radio giving you interesting inspiring and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation this is motherhood talk radio and we'll be right back after these join learning and laughter with louise every wednesday at 9 eastern 8 a.m central on toginet to discuss fun fascinating and educational topics each week, Louise will be talking with a variety of guests, ranging from authors, educators, parents, filmmakers, athletes, and entrepreneurs, just to name a few. You know, when it comes to learning, the sky is the limit. And so will the topics that are covered here on Learning and Laughter with Louise. Louise Sattler is a school psychologist who has worked within the fields of special education and bilingual education. She also owns a successful company, Signing Families, that creates DVDs and special workshops to teach sign language and instructional products for people of all ages and needs. With new DVDs coming out soon, Check her website for more information at signingfamilies.com. From time to time, Louise will be joined by her daughter, Natasha Sattler, who will give a college-age perspective to the show. So pour that morning cup of coffee and join us here on Toginet every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. You never know who will show up for Learning and Laughter with Louise on toginet.com. Let's chat it up with Bloom Talk with Barb Scala on Toginet. Thursday afternoons at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. And find out how women are growing, blossoming, and blooming in their friendships and careers, health, and so much more. It's Bloom Talk with Barb Scala. Check out our website, bloomwithbarb.com. Whether you want to transplant your life or just do a little pruning, Bloom Talk will inspire you to cultivate the lifestyle you want to live. Join lifestyle coach and co-author of Sanity Savers, Barb Scala, each week on Bloom Talk and sprout your dreams. Grow your life. I hear a lot from women. I want meaning in my life. I want a fulfilling life. I want to do something that's exciting. and I can control my life instead of my life controlling me. I can tell the world this is who I am and, and this is what I'm all about. Barb will introduce you to dynamic guests and real women who are redesigning, rebuilding, building and reinventing their own lives and bloomstorm how you can dream create and grow the lifestyle you want to live it's bloom talk with barb scala thursday afternoons at 3 eastern 2 central on toginet.com welcome back to motherhood talk radio the most powerful voice in women's issues for more information check out the website motherhoodtalkradio.com now let's get back to the show with your hosts sandra back and christy holly Hey, mothers, uh, this is Sandra Beck here, and I want to give you the call-in number if you have any questions or comments, 903-881-5716. Again, that's 903-881-5716. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Christy Holly. Hi, girl. And with the most outstanding guest, uh, Lisa Kamen. Thank you. <laughs> um, and what I want to talk about for a few minutes, um, Lisa, is... Recently, I attended one of your workshops, and what's your website uh, where we can find out more about you? www.harvestinghappiness.com and www.whatisyourhappiness.com. So we're here today with Lisa Kamen. She's a documentary film producer. She's an author working on a book about happiness, the mother of two, and she's not just a pretty face. So, Lisa, recently I attended one of your workshops, and it was so much fun. It was so powerful. You know, the women that came to the workshop left with plans, with big dreams. I mean, it was really empowering. It was, it was really one of the best things I've been to in a long time. Thank you. 
And what I want to do is I want you to walk me through again, you know, what you do at one of your happiness workshops, which you have done all over the country. What are some of the places that uh, you have performed, if you will, or held your workshop? Um, Equinox Fitness, which is a uh, large health club chain, New York City Parks and Recreations. I assist with training of their management, their at-risk teens, and their senior citizens program. Um, this is uh, within the boroughs of, of New York City. And private parties and other, other companies. And what we do at a Harvesting Happiness workshop is we use my documentary film, H-Factor, Where is Your Heart?, as the starting point of a, a four-hour workshop. We screen the film, then there's a Q&A period. Inevitably, people have quite a lot of questions, um, especially in the university format, I guess, lecture at, at several universities. And then from, from that point on, we move to uh, sometimes there's a meditation exercise that, that we use. We also work with a series of writing questions and exercises, some interactive exercises that gets people up, moving, and interacting with one another and becoming curious not only about their own happiness, but what makes others happy. And finally, we begin work on the vision boarding uh, process, which is actually about simply placing intention with attention. So we're setting our sights on something that we desire, an outcome we desire for ourselves, such as happiness, and then supporting that, that vision um, with images that represent happiness, joy, contentment, serenity, well-being, bliss, um, anything that we want to manifest for ourselves, we have, that we have the capacity to do so. Because in reality, we have so little control over life externally, but the one thing that we can learn to have complete mastery over are our thoughts, feelings, and emotions. We have the ability to retool ourselves, to learn, to create the life that we want to live. And that's very, very, very empowering, that we are not victims. We are volunteers for joy. We simply have to choose to show up to the party. Now, this to me was, I mean, your documentary was awesome. It made people laugh. It made people cry. It had everything from you know, celebrities to homeless people, you know, giving, you know, uh, instruction or, you know, um, giving us information on happiness from around the globe. But i got to tell you, making the vision boards was just so much fun. I mean, Christy, you've seen my vision boards. <laughs> I'm going to stuck all over my house. I'm going to say you do have enough of them. <laughs> I need to make some. It's so much fun, you guys, and I would invite all of our listeners uh, today to make a vision board. It's so simple. You just take a bunch of magazines, you know, that you like, and you get a board like at Staples, you know, just like a poster board that you would use for your kids' art projects. And, Lisa, it's so amazing. It's like when I was flipping through the magazines making this stuff, you know, I look at my vision board, and I have, I can think of, you know, one that's really powerful to me. Um, There was... um, you know, some pictures that I cut out of me being a mom, one that says, go, mom, go. And, you know, I put a thing on there with, like, two nuts. Like, one was an acorn and one was a walnut. And it had wedding bands on it because I'm recently divorced. And I, of course, think about getting remarried. But I thought, how fun is this? I'm going to put these two nuts, you know, with wedding bands on them, you know, on my vision board. I don't know if that's what I'm supposed to manifest. I'll probably manifest a goofball. But <laughs> but it was so fun to, like, visually interpret what 
what I knew in, inside when I stopped a moment to think about it, like what would make me happy? Yeah. And it was really fun. Like, you know, and I think, you know, when I think back to, it was what, 20 or so women in that seminar? Yes. And um, some of the vision boards that they make, like I remember one mom, she's like, I haven't been on a vacation in two years, so, you know, vacation is important to me. And, you know, there was the, the assortment of like, oh, I would like to be thinner, you know, I would like to be richer, all that stuff. But what struck me was that most of us, like for me, I, I put a picture of, like, I cut out a woman going in a sled down a hill, and it was a mom with, like, two kids in the sled, and that was in the center. And I remember uh, Mandy, who was there, she put, like, this karate family in the center. And Denise had, like, her and her daughter and her husband, you know, pictures cut out from a magazine representing family. And what struck me was that here is a workshop of powerful, successful women, and everybody put relationships kind of at the center of their board or it was dominant on their board. And, and Lisa, why is that? Because humans are social creatures. At the end of the day, um, sort of acknowledging all of the happiness research that's been done, one of the number one contributing factors to our overall well-being and our overall happiness is our connection to others, is relationship, is our family, it's our friends, um, and the warmth and love that we both give and receive within those relationships. So I think it's very, very common. And in fact, you know, our our armchair research as uh, not being PhDs, myself and my daughter, is that if you ask a homeless person or a woman in jail or a man in jail or a famous person or an expert, what brings them their greatest personal joy, most of them will say their family, most people. And in in that, we see how interconnected and interrelated we really are as human beings, and we're not that different, regardless of our circumstances or where we come from. Well, it's amazing you say that, because when I look at, you know, my work day and I think of, you know, running my company, you know, that's dedicated to bringing moms home, you know, to work from home, and, you know, it's really not about the money. It's about the relationship. It's about putting, you know, mothers in the same house as their kids, even though they're working, which is exactly what stay-at-home moms do. They work all day. You know, right, Christy? <laughs> yes, they do. Right, they do. <laughs> 24 hours a day. Yeah. Every day. Every day. Without getting paid. <laughs> but those relationships, I mean, I think of the joy, Lisa, even though we've worked together professionally many times, the 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 at the root of it is the joy I get at you know I, the joy I get from being your friend and same with you Christy it's like nothing brightens my day more than than a conversation with one of my girlfriends true. other than maybe my kids but it's true. you know they work too yeah. it's um it is it is the little things it's it's sometimes it's those very quiet moments when we're touched the most you know by by the preciousness of life and I think that that is one of the other very valuable rewards of pursuing happiness as um, as a process, you know, is we become more mindful and in doing so. And that mindfulness leads us ultimately to a happier place, being aware of what we do, what we say, how we do it, how we say it, um, allows us to go out in the world with a different perspective that automatically elevates our happiness because we're being present. We're not worrying necessarily about the past. We're not worrying about the future. We're showing up in the moment. And that's a very, very large uh, teaching tool about being in the moment because it's really all that we have. 
You know, tomorrow is uncertain, yesterday is gone, and today is the gift. So is that why you went from being a documentary film producer to writing a book and, you know, creating this powerful workshop for people because of teaching? Yeah, I I, I think so. In my first life, my first career, I um, was trained as an architect, and I taught design when I was a young woman, and I loved the process of... um, helping people see the world in a different way. And I think that there's something that has stuck through my life um, related to that. And I think that that is one of the gifts that I bring with this work is I can help people see life differently through their own choices, not because I'm going to give them the doctrine, but I'm going to just uh, uh, give them access to the tools so they can make better choices to show up in life for life in a more joyful way. So let me um, ask you about, I know this sounds really silly, farming, okay? Farming. Because I know a lot of our listeners out there are on Facebook, and they, you know, they're on that Farmville thing, which I still haven't gotten on, but every once in a while someone gives me a goat. Um, But you said to me one time that harvesting happiness is like farming. Can you explain to me and Christy and to our listeners, you know, what do you mean by that? Harvesting happiness is, is... If, if one looks at happiness like a crop, is, is choosing to grow a, a crop of goodness. So in order to, to, to grow a good crop, you have to have good hardy seeds, you have to have good hardy soil, you have to have proper amounts of water, sunshine, uh, t- uh, temperature, and, and, a, and, a bit of, and a bit of luck and a bit of intention. And when all of that is sort of put into the, into the recipe together and mixed up and watched over time and cultivated and babied, we end up seeing happiness. You know, it's, it's about taking recipes for a good life, you know, basic ingredients, basic tools, and choosing to cultivate a crop of, of our own joy and in turn spread it to others. So we're here today with Lisa Kamen. She's a documentary film producer. She's an author working on her own book about happiness, a mother of two. She's not just one of our pretty faces. She's an amazing pretty face. She does have a pretty face now. Right. It's Girl Talk Radio, so we can talk about how cute we are, (laughs) cute and smart. Um, Christy, you've got a couple chickens, so how does this relate to you, and can you give it to me in 15 (laughs) seconds? Oh, we have to feed and water the chickens for them to lay our eggs, our golden eggs. So I think if we feed and water ourselves, Lisa, if we make some conscious choices to to be happy or to look at things in a happy way, I think we might be better off. So you guys, we're going to take a break now. We're going to go to commercial. And when we come back, we're going to have Lisa Kamen for our final wrap-up. Mom, here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Combine snide and remark, and you've got snark. Combine Lisa Mena and Valia Alvarez on Monday nights, and you've got deep dish snark. Monday nights at 9, 8 central, part of the Her Insight Network. 
When you've had enough at work or at home and you're ready to laugh, join Lisa and Value for their no BS look at the world and the people in it. They'll be serving up a no-holds-barred take on pop culture, current events, entertainment, and family matters with segments like Accidentally Helpful, TV is Not My Hobby, and Who Sucks This Week? Deep Dish Snark delivers something for every girl who enjoys life with a dash of sarcasm. Lisa Mana is a former TV news anchor turned stay-at-home mom. She's making sure if anyone screws up her kids, it's her. Valia Alvarez suffers life as a jack-of-all-trades, mistress of none, by juggling a PR career, marriage, motherhood, and more. Don't miss Deep Dish Snark with Lisa Mana and Valia Alvarez. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central. Part of the Her Inside Network on Toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Mom with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, mothers. We're here with Christy Holly and Lisa Kamen, and I'm Sandra Beck, and we're talking about happiness. And Lisa, while we were on commercial break, uh, Christy and I were talking, and she um, whispered over to me, you know, just such a really powerful statement, and I'd like her to give it in her own words, but Lisa, I'd like to get your comments on this after, because one of the things I think our um, listeners are going through is, you know, it's hard to really know what to be happy about. Christy, tell me what you were talking to me about on break, because it was really great. Well, I just was, you know, thinking some days... I don't really know what makes me happy. Some days it, you know, and how do you how do you figure that out? Some days it, you know, for me it changes every day. It could be a cup of coffee that makes me really happy in the morning to get my day started, or it could be um, me getting my exercise in. Right, which we talk about. Christy and I do work out together. We do our canyon walk. Of course, we have not done it for months. It's raining today, though. <laughs> it's raining today. It's raining That's today. our excuse. <laughs> Big storm here in California, so we get excused from that. But I think, you know, and Lisa, correct me if I'm wrong, but as mothers, we're so used to attending to the needs of our families that it's really hard to identify what makes us happy. So can you give us some insight on what, what both Christy and I could do and the moms listening at home could do to even figure out what our own happiness is? One of the things that comes to mind... Um, first and foremost, is, is this simplicity. I think that um, we are bombarded with so many messages by mass media uh, that tells us what we should buy or acquire to make us happy, what meal, what soda, what car, what thing, what widget. And the reality of it is is that happiness isn't in a thing or even in a destination. It, 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 it's a process. 
So by simplifying that and saying, uh, I'm gonna, as I wake up today, I am going to find one thing to be happy about. Just starting with one thing. It could be that cup of coffee in the morning that, that, that tastes so good and is so savory and feels warm and satisfying. It could be snuggling our children when we go to wake them up in the morning to get them ready for school. It can simply be that traffic is flowing and I'm not going to be delayed an extra half an hour because of a, a bottleneck in the road. It doesn't have to be a, such a complicated thing. So I think one of the first things that I would suggest to people is going back to the, the, the concept of being mindful, of being aware of what we ask for, because we really are powerful beyond measure. And we have a way, as, as people, of creating what we ask for. So if we use that as the model, addressing simplicity, I think it will be easier to satisfy happiness by just looking for those simple things. And then building on them, you know, getting that vision board out and creating something that is more complicated or, or, or long-range in planning. But the reality of it is the only happiness that we have for sure is what we hold in our hand and our hearts in the moment. So if we were going to be, you know, like, a, you know, me, the, the you know, quintessential pragmatist, um, would you say it would be okay to tell our listeners and Christy to say, okay, grab a Post-it and write five things that you're grateful for? You know, I'm grateful for my health, grateful for my kids, grateful for my faith, grateful for my, I don't know, my feet. I love my feet. Um, but <laughs> put those things. I do. I have an amazing set of feet. Um, you are blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed for these feet. They have good toenails, and I can put little rings on them, and they're like little baby hands. <laughs> Mine are gross. <laughs> but to come up, even if it's silly, the reason I put in the feet part, even if it's silly to everybody else, to put in something like that on a Post-it or an index card and put it by your bed so that the first thing you do when you wake up and maybe the first thing when you go to bed at night is to look at these 5 or 10 or 15, whatever it is, things that you're grateful for, because don't you think, Lisa, that that would help at least put us in the mood and also remind us, especially as moms, as we go through our busy days going, okay, i got to make three lunches, i got to get the kids here, i got to go to soccer, i got to do all these things, to kind of pull us back into the reality of what our gratitude is. And through that gratitude, maybe we can start to discover what really makes us happy. Indeed. And expressions of gratitude are one of the the, the greatest tools that we, that we have to elevate our happiness levels because it brings us back to the present and brings us into awareness of what is right and good and true around us. So it is one of the things, one of the homework assignments that I give or the home play assignments that I give in the workshop is to, you know, go home, go back to your everyday lives and be aware. Uh, be, be aware of the things that you're thankful for and, in fact, share that awareness with others. One of the other great interventions about gratitude is to tell somebody that you love or who has touched your life in some way how much they've impacted you and how grateful you are for their presence in your life. And I think that's another really powerful extension of gratitude is to give thanks for another person and to let them know about it, even the husband that sometimes annoys you. (laughs) (laughs) Or the child you want to punt out the door. Or the child, yes, or the child who constantly tests our limits as, and patience as moms and as human beings. But the fact of the matter is, is the people who challenge us the most are all, also the ones that we are most heavily invested in having a good relationship with. 
Well, I want to share with our listeners um, one of the things that I created with Lisa's help um, that my kids understand, and my kids are three and six, and Christy, your kids are two, four, and six. Um, my kids really understand the concept of timeout. They may not like it, um, but they understand the concept of timeout. So I kind of flipped that around for me because I think <laughs> one of these things, you know where I'm yes. going. Yes. One of the things that, you know, in order to be mindful or to think about happiness or even figure out what I'm grateful for, you need a little bit of time and a little bit of quiet. And so what I do when I need like five minutes to myself, I put the timer on my microwave and go, oh, you guys, mommy's getting the timeout, and they think this is hilarious. And I do. I go sit in our timeout chair, and I'm not allowed to talk to them. Conversely, they're not allowed to talk to me. <laughs> and I sit there, and I, I do a little, you know, five-minute meditation, you know, to get my center back so that I'm not screaming at my kids all the time. Um, but I also am able to carve out a necessary five minutes of time so I can think about, you know, getting myself back on track or giving myself that few minutes so that it's not at 11 o'clock, you know, once I get all the kids in bed, once all the chores are done, once the lunches are made, you know, and then I lay down to think about, you know, what I'm grateful for, to think about what makes me happy, and then I just pass out. Right. No, it's a, that is a fantastic, fantastic thing that you do, the, 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 the mommy timeout. Right, it's a mommy timeout. What do you think, Christy? Is mommy timeout going to fly at your house? I'm going to try. Can I do a 39-minute timeout? Yeah. <laughs> you can start. Just don't do try. what I did the other day. I put my youngest son, Zach, in a timeout, and then I forgot about him. And then when I went back, like 20 minutes later, he's like, Mom, can I come out now? And I was like, oh, my gosh. But you know what? It was a good timeout for both of us because yeah. getting that few minutes to ourselves, I think, can help us, I think it's probably the most powerful thing that can can help us identify our own, you know, happiness. I think, Lisa, you talked about being mindful, but also taking some time to be mindful is probably one of the hardest things we face as moms. True. Giving ourselves permission to take the time, that, that you know, recognizing that the pursuit of mindfulness, and I'm not even going to use the word happiness because happiness is the byproduct but to be mindful is somehow selfish or, nar- or narcissistic or egotistical when, in fact, it's really being self-honoring. And you know the old expression that if mommy's not happy, nobody's happy. Well, the, the same thing works in the reverse. If, if mommy's happy, then everybody's happy. So why wouldn't we take the preemptive strike to create moments in our day where we just stop, take a deep breath, and, and acknowledge everything that is right and sort of just let everything that is go, let, let everything that is wrong just go. You know, just let it, let it just disappear, let it evaporate, and not put any attention to it because it goes back to that, bit, that expression on the vision board of putting, uh, placing attention to intention. You know, it's what we, what we focus our attention to is what we create. So, and, and I think, Lisa, you know, when you talked about in your spiritual or in your master's program, you know, having to, you know, do something, you know, that betters your relationship with someone else, you know, what better gift can we teach our children who learn more about, more by modeling than what we tell them, you know, that if we come from an, operate from a position of gratitude, if we try to figure out what makes us happy, you know, our kids, when they get to be our age, are not going to be like, oh, my God, what makes me happy? (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, when they're they're adults, they will be, they will be seeking um, contentment and well-being from um, within, 
rather than, than externally, that the happiness will come from an inside place rather than an external place. And that is a very, very healthy goal for children and very teachable to children. And in fact, it's easier to teach an 8-year-old probably than a 38-year-old. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, I can get my kid to do anything. <laughs> With a little candy. With a little candy here, yeah. you know. But I think it's important. You know, I think it's important that we that we make our choice to be happy, Lisa, if I'm hearing you correctly. Um, and if we have about a minute, Lisa, to uh, the time I need to wrap up the show, but can you give me your one piece of advice or your one, you know, what thing would you like our listeners to take away uh, today from your radio show? Um, what's the one thing you'd like them to take away? That uh, most importantly, that happiness... To, 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 again, reiterate is an inside job, that it's a matter of choice and perspective, and also one of the greatest ways to elevate our own levels of happiness and joy and well-being is to get out and do something for somebody else, that to, to serve, to actually go out in the world and be of service, to be of use to another person is one of the fastest ways to feel good about ourselves, and everybody wins. And everybody wins, and I think today... You know, we've had such an amazing show. We had the most wonderful guest you could possibly imagine, Lisa. I want to thank you for being on the show today. Oh, my pleasure and my honor. I enjoyed it thoroughly. And we have Lisa Kamen, who's a documentary film producer. She's an author of a book about happiness. She has these amazing rockin' workshops that um, you can go to whatisyourhappiness.com or harvestinghappiness.com if you want to hire her for any of your events, your corporate events. Um, you know, she's just so amazing. And I want to thank my lovely co-host today, who came out of her house, <laughs> put her laundry aside, dashed <laughs> her kids around town so she could be here today for her very first radio show. Christy, you were amazing. Oh, Thank congratulations, you. Christy. Thank you, Lisa. You know, and I think all three of us are examples of what you can do when you put your mind to it, when you make a choice to be happy, when you decide that you're going to get up today and make a difference. So thank you, ladies, for making a huge difference in my life and on this show. Thank, thank you. you, Sandra. Thank you for being a part of Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. 